Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. God gave you vision and he gave you dream for such a time as this. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. I have a dream. You have a dream. God is going to execute your dream. Hallelujah. Isn't God wonderful? Hallelujah. I want to give some, some announcements. You're good. You're good. I'm going to give some announcements, and then we're going to get to the word. Don't go anywhere. Today, right after service, we have a Mardi Gras meeting, Mardi Gras interest meeting for evangelism in the New Beginnings Room with Pastor Wanderson. So make sure you make your way over there if you're interested in going to, uh, do, going to Mardi Gras to do ministry and to see souls saved and set free by the power of God that is yet at work in you. Join him over there in the New Beginnings Room. Um, and then this Wednesday night, don't forget, we have Financial Peace with the Dave Ramsey Group on Wednesday night at 7 p.m., 6.30 p.m. prayer with Pastor Nancy and so many others. Um, and then on this coming Saturday, March the 20th, we have my glasses. Make sure I can see what we We have the March for Life prayer that's going to be happening in the New Beginnings Room um, that morning at 11 a.m., um, so please join, put that on your calendars. And then next Sunday, we have a blood drive. So, you know, life is in the blood. You know, the word says that li- the life is in the blood. So share, give life, share life. And I, I have a special type of blood that I found out some many years ago. So I give blood often. And I get calls from the blood clinic often um, asking me to, 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 to come help save a life. And I stepped right up and do it. And I was just talking to the guys in the back. And I got a call and I went to a special clinic. There was someone in the hospital that needed my blood because I have a universal blood type. And so they're able to use my rare universal blood type for a transfusion. So I went over and I gave blood. So don't, next Sunday, come prepare to give blood. Because if there's nothing else you're doing in the kingdom, you can do that. Come on now. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go in your Bibles with me to Acts chapter number 14. Acts chapter number 14. Beginning at verse number 7 through verse number 20. And let's do our declaration first. Can we get our declaration up? Is it up? All right, lift those Bibles up. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It never changes. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I boldly declare, I will be what it says I should be. I will have what it says I should have. I will say what it says I should say. I will live how it says I should live. Today, this is the day that the Lord has made. Today I receive the miracle power of God through healing, finances, deliverance, family, and forgiveness. 
I will stand and pray for a biblical nation. I will stand and pray for the nation of Israel. I will stand and pray for all nations. I declare that we are one nation under God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen? This Sunday morning, I would like to draw your prayerful consideration to the book of Acts. For those of you that have it and, and those that, of you that are still trying to find it, it's in the New Testament. <laughs> Just after the Gospels. There are four Gospels. Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then you will find the book of Acts. Come on, somebody. <laughs> See, I got to help out my people this morning. So this morning, in this, in this passage, we're, we're going to find a very interesting moment in the life of the Apostle Paul. As we discover it, we do it to the intent that we might, first of all, become biblically literate. Because we are living in the most illiterate biblical season or, or, or uh, illiterate season of biblical people because we are uh, because they just don't know um, the history they don't know the word of God and they're praying prayers that are not rooted and grounded in the word of God they're praying prayers that are rooted and grounded in their emotions in their feelings and in what they want God to do for them that doesn't line up with the word of God and they're wondering why it's not happening for them because their prayers are not lining up with God's word. Amen. Amen. Not that we don't have a lot of religious people around, which we do. And religious people, they don't know the word of God. They don't know anything about God. We've got believers that don't believe. Come on. There are people that say, I'm a believer. But then when you ask them, what do you believe? They can't explain to you what they believe. Or if they tell you what they believe, they can't extrapolate why they believe what they're saying they believe. So we as the body of Christ, we need to get rooted and grounded in this word so that we can teach the believers, these so-called believers, why they believe what it is that they profess to believe. See, when people come into the house of God, they shouldn't have to rely upon or wait for an altar call to accept Christ. Anyone in this house should be able to lead an unbeliever to Christ. Anyone in this house should have enough spiritual discernment to know that there is somebody that when you see that person, that, there are, that they are lacking a relationship with the king of glory. And so, but that comes through having a life of prayer and not prayer time. See, some of us have prayer time, and we, have, we don't have a life of prayer. Because when you have a life of prayer, you, there's a certain level of discernment that comes upon you to where you can discern something that is not the way God intended for it to be. And you can speak life into that person, that family, that situation, because why? You have been with God. Amen? So I'm going to jump right to this word. Hang tight, hang tight. Beginning in verse 7, and they were preaching the gospel there. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. I think it's interesting how it starts a certain man. If you notice all through the Bible, in most places, they identify the name of the person. But in this particular situation, he says a certain man. So as you see the terminology, a certain man, I want you just for 
for my sake this morning to, to, for, for you to be able to flow with where I believe God is taking us, I want you to look at it as putting yourself in that certain man's position. So where you see a certain man, put your name, put you there. Ah, I feel his glory already. See, the certain man was sitting a crippled from his mother's womb. He had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking, Paul observing him intently and seeking that he had faith to be healed. Do you have faith to be healed? Do you have faith for others to be healed because of you and because of your, your prayer life? He said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, Paul said to the man. And he leaped and walked. Now when the people saw what Paul had done, they raised their voices saying in Lyconian language, the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men. And Barnabas they called Zeus and Paul Hermes because he was the chief speaker. Then the priests of Zeus, whose temple was in front of their city, bought oxen and garlands to the gates, intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. Verse 14, but when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this, they tore their clothes and ran among the multitude, crying out and saying, men, why are you doing these things? We are also men with the same nature as you. We are men of like passion. And preach to you that you should turn from, useless, from these useless things to the living God. Who made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and all the things that are in them. Who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless... He did not leave them, leave himself without witness in that he did good, gave us rain from heaven and fruitful uh, seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitudes from sacrificing to them. Verse 19 then Jews from Antioch and Iconium came there, and having persuaded the multitudes, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. However, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. And the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. Spirit of the living God, we thank you. For your anointing in this house. I thank you for the anointing that destroys yokes. I thank you for the anointing that stirs up gifts and callings and, and dreams and visions and brings them to pass. I thank you that over these next few moments that you are anointing me, your manservant, to be able to deliver your infallible, immutable, unchanging gospel the gospel which is able to save us, the gospel which is able to set us free, the gospel which is able to deliver us, the gospel which is able to set us on the course to see our dreams and our visions fulfilled by your power and your anointing and your glory. Let this word that is, as it is preached this morning bring forth life. 
and life more abundantly. Let it bring forth fruit and bear fruit and cause fruit to be born in seasons yet to come. Father, we thank you for your anointing in this house. And we say, have your way in this place this morning. And I want all God's people to give God the best praise that you can this morning. Come on, welcome the King of glory in this house. Welcome the King of glory in this house. Welcome the King of glory in this house. Welcome the, I didn't say welcome Troy. I said welcome the King of glory in this house. He's here for you. He's here for me. Welcome Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place this morning. Have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way in this house. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. See, in this word this morning, I don't want to convince you to fall in love with me. I want to convince you to fall in love with God's word. Because when we fall in love with our Bible and the word of God, there is nothing that we cannot achieve. Because his word speaks to every situation that we may ever encounter. His word speaks to all of our stinking thinking. His word speaks to that situation that you currently see as unbearable. His word speaks to that situation that you came in with and you're trying to just suppress it during the service, but God wants to set you free from that situation today. See, there's a lot of people that couldn't get up out of bed because, oh, it's too cold to go to church and it's too cold to get out and warm up the car. It's, it's too cold and it's too much of this and it's too much of that. But I'm here to tell you on this Sunday morning, that God has a special blessing for those that press their way through because you came through the cold, you came through the traffic because you there was something down inside of you that said, I need something from you, God, and I am not going because of me, but I'm coming for, to seek your face. God, and when I come into the house of God and I'm with the people of God, I want you to pour out your spirit upon me so that the situation in my life that has been perplexing me will cease to exist in my life because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I'm going to do something that is unnatural for me to do to get to a place to where I'm close enough to you to receive all that you have for me. So I want you where you sit as I get into this word. I want you to receive that special download that God has given you this morning because you pressed your way through. You didn't throw the covers back over your head because it was 16 degrees outside. You said, I'm going into the house of God so that I can be warmed by the Spirit of God. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And receive your liberty in this house today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
So as we go into the word of God today, we do it with the purpose that you might be biblically literate, that you might see the text in context for which it is extrapolated. Understanding how hard it was to be a Christian, I hope that it will humble you down from complaining about silly things like parking spaces. <laughs> silly things like that person cut in front of me in line in the grocery store. Or that person took the last loaf of bread off of the shelf. You probably didn't need that bread anyway. He said, I'm the bread of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, we have to, in this season, I believe God is wanting us to redefine what it costs to be a Christian. See, we are so weak-kneed as Christians today. Can you imagine? Most of you would not have made it back in the day when Christians were persecuted for being Christians, when they were stoned to death for speaking the word of God, when they were stoned to death for loving God. And here you are, you can't even get out of bed to come to church. You'd rather be a part of the online church and you live across the street. Come on. See, in order to really have your dreams, you saw the, 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 the video we played about MLK and his dream. He had to push beyond some stuff. He had to not care about what people said and what they thought about him. See, there's a certain anointing that God puts upon you. Something, God, that I've learned to do, then I want to encourage you and challenge you to get into the word so that he can encourage you to do it. I learned to live with criticism. Come on, that was for somebody. I don't know who it was for. But I learned to live with criticism because it doesn't matter what you think about me. It matters what God's word says I am. He said, I am more than a conqueror through who? Christ, who gives me what? Strength. So why are you looking for strength in natural nourishment? That's just a supplemental thing for this, for this earthen vessel. This is, this is a supplemental thing. But your real strength comes from what you know about him. And for those of you to say, well, I don't really know enough of his word. and Get to know more of his word. But even for what will supplement you for the word that you don't know, sometimes spend some time and think back on where he brought you from. <laughs> because if you can literally think back on what he brought you from and where you could have been and what you could have been, but knowing where you are right now, if it had not been, for the Lord who was on my side. I could have been swallowed up in this or that or the other, but for God. <sighs> my God, I'm getting off track, but I, I feel his glory. Thank you, Jesus. What does it cost you? What does your Christianity cost you? I want you to think about that. This day in the 21st century, what is your Christianity costing you? If you don't have any cost on your life, on your list to put on your list, then you're probably not living a biblical life. Whew, I think I stepped on a bunch of toes right there. 
Because I used to be that person that I would complain all the time about, God, why me? Why this? Why that? Why am I having to go through this? And why am I having to go through that? I see that, and, and I started comparing myself. But how many know that the Bible says it is not wise to compare yourself even with yourself? Because I cannot compare myself to myself 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago. Why? Because there is a God that is working in me in this season. That is doing something in me and through me that is not to be compared with what I was. But he's establishing me for what I shall be. So when we stop focusing on what we were and what we had and what we shall be, we will begin to see a manifestation of God in our lives that we could not even fathom. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel his glory. Ah, Thank you, Jesus. Ah, I want you to just take just a moment, just to just take 30 seconds and praise God for being good to us, even when we were ignorant of him. Come on, just take 30 seconds and give God praise for being faithful, even when we were ignorant of him. Give him praise, just 30 seconds. Give him the best praise that you can. For just 30 seconds of praise. Because the Bible says when praises go up, blessings come down. Praises go up. So I dare you to open your mouth and give him the best praise that you can in this moment. Because out of the abundance of your praise shall the windows of heaven be opened over you. Opened over that cancer to to burn up. Open over those relationships. Open the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. God took care of people who were ignorant of him. He took care of people who served other gods. And did other things, and God still clothed them, and God still rained down on them and overshadowed them. See, y'all missed that. That's some shouting stuff right there. See, maybe y'all just always lived a good life, and God has always done everything that you wanted him to do. But there are some moments in my life that I can remember Everything seemed like it was going good. I had, I had more money than I had years to spend it. See, y'all missed that. And it was because God was blessing me in spite of me. He was blessing me in spite of my prayers. And so as we've been in this month of teaching, and Pastor Larry teaching on prayer, think about how much more the windows of heaven would be open over you. If you would begin to pray, if you would begin to seek his face. See, you may not be walking adequately with him or serving him adequately right now, but you're still living under his under the blessing of God. 
And so, but think about how much more he has and wants for you if you would just become up under the blessing. If you would just begin to get into his word and declare his word over your life and over the situations of your life. And I'm going to get into this text, but I feel that somebody needed this this morning. I don't know who needed to hear this, but he's saying, if you would just seek my face, don't stop giving me time. I want all of you, every bit of you. Don't just give me prayer time, but I hear God saying, I want your life, and I want to give you life more abundantly as you give me your life. I'm going to give you life that you could not even imagine, life that you could not even fathom. You know why the spirit of suicide is looming over you? Oh, because I've declared life over you. Oh, I've declared life over you. That's why you've been cutting yourself. That's why you, that spirit of suicide is looming over you. Because he said, I came that you might have life. And the enemy has sought to have you, but I've got you covered. You are mine. Your life is mine. Oh, it all belongs to me. Ah. You shall live and not die and declare the glorious works of the Lord. Your life will be a living testimony. Your life will be a living testimony. He said, present your body unto me, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto me, which is your reasonable service. So present your body to him. Present your life to him and let him pour into you. Stop saying what I can't do because the word of God says, I can do all things through Christ who has given me strength. If he gave you strength in your body to get up out of the bed and get here this morning, to get up out of your bed and get on the stream today, he gave you strength to do it. So I dare you to give the man what he wants. Hey, give him what he wants. 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 Oh. Woo. Oh, glory. Ah. Now we understand. Whoo. That in the early aspects of Jesus' ministry, that he had set aside 12 men that had the distinction of being categorized as apostles. We are quite clear that he found them during specific aspects of labor. Some were fishermen. Some were tax collectors. Fishermen, physicians. But he gathered them all and coalesced them together into becoming a team around him, a fortress, a bulwark, a board, an executive board, a mentorship board. Through the auspices of their connection with Jesus, they began to do exploits. He's called you in this 21st century to do exploits. 
He's calling you around the boardroom table as you come to him in prayer and fasting and supplication because he's calling you to do exploits. He's calling you to be kingdom citizens, to be kingdom-minded in this season. Oh, my God. See, I'm just saying that in this context, you see, to serve the Gentiles would be like asking you to feed swine. We heard Pastor talk about the feeding of swine. I think it was last week. See, thank you, Jesus. I feel his glory. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, some of us come from the outside. And so there's a greater level of appreciation for the illumination of the word of God when we come from the outside. But for some of us, we've been doing church so long that we think doing church is serving God. Doing church is not serving God. <sighs> doing church is not serving God. Doing church is merely doing church. Serving God is serving God. You come in here with a frown on your face, looking broke, busted, and disgusted. But he said, serve me with gladness. He said, I love a cheerful giver. He wasn't just talking about in your finances. He wants you to come into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. He said, oh, magnify the Lord. Ah. Ah. Mm. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. See, we got to have a magnification on us. See, when I use my glasses for magnification, when I use my eyeglasses for magnification, have you ever thought about that in the context of magnifying him? See, you may be seeing him within the scope of your situation. But I want you to know that he's greater than your situation. So don't use the magnifiers on your situation. Use the magnifiers on the solution. Use the magnifiers on the solution. How do you use the magnifiers on the solution? Through prayer. When you pray, you're using the magnifiers on the solution. And the Bible says, my sheep... Know my voice, and a stranger, they will not follow. If you are his sheep, the question for you this morning is, do you know the voice of God? Do you move when you hear the voice of God? Or are you skeptical that whether or not if it is the voice of God or not? The way you know it's his voice is because you know that you are one of his sheep. And the way you know that you are one of his sheep is because you have been with the shepherd. Yeah. When you've been with the shepherd, you know the voice. When he calls on you and he says, Juan, I've got this for you. But I need you to take another step. And you get over there and you say, oh, God, is too hard over here. And he says, one, but take another step. Why? Because the word declares that the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. 
and his delight is where? In the Lord. So what, no matter what it feels like while you're taking those steps, take another step. If he says take another step, take another step. Why? Because he's delighting in your obedience. Because obedience is better than sacrifice. I've sacrificed a long time and a lot of things, but his obedience is what brought me where I am today. I may not have what I used to compare myself to having, but that doesn't matter anymore because I have something greater. And what it is, it's he that's on the inside of me that I can call on on a whim and he can bring me out of any distressed situation. He is my 911. He is, the Bible says, he's a wheel in the middle of a wheel. He's my burden bearer. He's my way maker. He's my rock in a weary land. He is, Moses said, I am. He told Moses, I am that I am. What he was saying is whatever you need me to be, whenever you need me to be it, that's what I'm going to be for you. But I need you to know who I am. And the way for you to know who I am is for you to get into the secret place of the Most High and abide, 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 abide under the shadow of the Almighty God. And the word goes on to say, and I will say of the Lord, He is Oh, oh, see, we got to learn how to abide. See, we're looking to abide under all of him. But he's the word says, you abide under my shadow, under the shadow. All I need is his shadow. All I need is his shadow. His shadow is enough for me. You're looking for more than what he told you you needed. Just get under his shadow. His shadow is his word. Woo. In his word is your joy. In his word is your peace. In his word is your victory. In his word is your joy. Oh, you're praying for salvation for your loved ones. He said, get in my word and hide my word in your heart and speak my word over your loved ones. Speak my word over your community. Speak my word, speak my word, pray my word. Seek my face, pray my word. Pray, 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 pray. What is prayer? Prayer is a conversation with the King of glory. Prayer is talking to the King of glory. See, we like to talk to people, but I hear the Lord say, talk to me because I've got the answer to everything you need and I'm waiting to pour it out upon you. But the problem is you're talking to everybody about everything, but you're not talking to me. He said, I got it for you, but I need you to talk to me. Talk to God. 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 I still ain't got to my text, but I just heard the Holy Spirit tell me I need to share this with you. Thank you, Lord. See, I'm following his leading. He's talking to me while I'm talking to you this morning. I know my text was somewhere else, but I feel him. 
In the Bible, in the book of Deuteronomy and in, and in Genesis, in Genesis, it talks about the earth being watered by a myth that came up out of the ground. Mm, there was a mist that came up out of the ground. And then when you get over to the book of Deuteronomy, he talks about watering the ground from that which came from heaven. Thank you, Lord. I feel this thing. See, what he wants you to understand today is that you've been using prayers that you've had to pump with your foot. You seen those little foot pumps where you're pumping the water up? God said in this season, you don't have to pump it with your foot. He said he's going to do it in this season, and it's going to come down from above. It's, he's going to rain it down from above. You don't have to do it in your own strength. You don't have to do it in your own power. You don't have to work your foot. You don't have to work your magic. You don't have to work your witchery. All you got to do is look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. For my help comes from the Lord. The Lord who made heaven and earth. Yeah, my help comes from him. Your 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 help comes from him. You can pass the test if you would look to the hills from whence come your help and cry out, help, 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 help. He is your 911. He is your 911. He is it. How do you get your 911? By calling on him through his word, reminding him, God, you said you are a present help in trouble. Ah, which means if you're going to get him to come and help you, you got to get into trouble. You got to stop avoiding trouble. And when your steps are ordered by him, you're going to walk into some trouble. Because the trouble came to give you the integrity. Your trouble came to give you the fortitude to be like the, 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 the three standing in the fire and a fourth one showed up. So that fourth man can only come when you get in the fire, when you get in trouble. That's when your help shows up and somebody's in trouble right now. And he said, I'm here with you, but I need you to acknowledge me in all of your ways because I am directing your past while you're in the midst of it. I am here with you, but I need you to acknowledge me. The word says, except the Lord build a house, they that build it, build in vain. See, we've been building our own houses, and we've been building our own stuff. But God is saying, come before me, humbled as you know how. And I'm going to build you, and I'm going to build me a house, and my house is going to be you. And in you is going to be the temple of my Holy Spirit. 
People are going to be healed, set free, and delivered because of you. People are going to see you. Why? Because you are a sign that gets them to me. He is saying that he wants you to be a sign that just like you drove here and you took the exit and you saw the exit sign. The sign wasn't an exit to take you to New Beginnings Church, but it brought you to the path that brought you there. God has called you to be a sign in this season and he's raining down the power and the anointing and the authority from heaven upon you so that you can be what he's called you to be in this season. I don't know what you came in here weighted down with. I don't know what's on God by what's on your heart or what's in your mind. What the struggles are, what the struggles have, are yet to be. But there is a Savior. Woo. And his name is Jesus. <sighs> See, y'all missed that. You have a Savior. And his name is Jesus. See, y'all must not know his name. Because that was a time to give him glory. If somebody is saving you for something, if Danton's a firefighter and he's running into the fire to rescue you, you know what he came to do, right? So when he comes into the house that's on fire, even if you don't know his name, Tasha, you know what he came to do. So what should you be doing? You should be thanking him and yelling out, help, thank you. Help, thank you. Help, thank you. Help, thank you. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a way maker. Thank you for being my way over. Thank you for being my way out. Thank you for being my way up. Thank you for being my way through. Oh, somebody, you're in the middle of it, and he's your way through. He's carrying you through. You might come out smelling like smoke, but he's your way through. Praise your way through. Pray your way through. Thank your way through. Oh, give him praise in this house. Give him praise in this house. Give him praise in this house. Oh, oh my. Oh, my. Woo. Woo. I didn't get to my text. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I don't know who needed that. Brother, I don't know you. Stand up, right here, yes. <laughs> there is a raining down anointing on you. 
you're on the verge of something. And you didn't pray for it. Somebody a couple generations before you prayed for it. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you're on the verge of that right now. He said, as you draw nigh to him, he's going to draw nigh to you. And those prayers that came generations before you that you're uneven, that you're not even aware of, he's going to begin to fulfill those things in your life. And he said, and your seed he shall call blessed. The Holy Spirit is wrapping his arms around you right now and comforting you. You've been kind of shaky on some things. Like, God, I don't know. I don't know. You've been seeking. But you can't even figure out quite what it is you're seeking. But you know, I need, I, I'm seeking something. God, I, I, she, God, I need you to show me what I'm seeking. Come here. He said, every step you're taking is breaking generational curses. Off of you, off of your family, off of your children, every curse broken, every curse. There are some people even recently in your life that tried to speak some curses over you. But God said he blocked the curse. Praise him in this moment. And as you continue to just praise him and cry out to him, he's building a hedge around you and a fortitude around you and your family that you could not even understand but he sees the attack that's upon you he sees the attack that's coming and he's thwarting off the attack that's coming Mitch he can pray with him thank you Lord Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus if you're in this house this morning and you came in, maybe you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. Today is the day of salvation. Now, now, he wants to do it for you now. And if you don't know him, now is the time. He said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father in heaven. So if you don't know him as your personal Savior in a personal way, I want you to step out and make your way down here. And our prayer team is going to pray with you to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. If you're in this house this morning and something in this word that God gave me spoke to your heart, I want you to step out of your seat too and make your way down here. Because God has something special for you. You didn't come to church just to come to <laughs> just to come to church. Whew. You didn't come to church 
just because it was Sunday. You came because there was an unctioning of the Holy Spirit to drive you out of the normality and the formality of regular life into a place of seeking him like never before. See, some of you are sitting there like, well, I don't want to move. But God said, your breakthrough is in your obedience. Your victory is in your obedience. Mm. Whatever you've been seeking, whatever you've been praying for, it's here. Is here. His word will not return void unto him, but it will do that very thing by which he sent it out to do. Stand to your feet all over the building, and I want you to pray. If you have a if you have a holy language, pray in that language. But I want everybody praying. If you gotta go, go ahead and go. But I feel in this moment, this is a moment we need to yield to the King of Glory. I feel God moving in this house. He's moving amongst his people right now. here on the corner yes he said I hear the Holy Spirit saying your latter days are going to be greater than your former starting today starting today the Holy Spirit said he didn't want to hear any more of that doubting out of your mouth he said don't speak any more of that doubt out of your mouth He only wants to hear his word coming out of your mouth. And as you speak his word out of your mouth, it's going to speak life into all the stuff that you've been doubting. And you're going to see victory in places that you had doubted victory could ever come.
Laura, Laura, will you pray for that young lady right there in the black jacket? Right behind her. Yes. Yes. You shall do exploits in his name. Receive. 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 Still the Mardi Gras meeting after the service over in the New Beginnings room with Pastor Wanderson. If you need prayer for anything, come on. The altar is open for you. We're here to pray with you. We're here to believe God for you. We're here to stand in the gap for your victory. Today is your day. Today is your day. You don't have to wait for tomorrow. You don't have to wait for 2025. Today is your day. Uh, Father, I thank you for these people. I pray a special blessing over them. I pray that even as I didn't get to the message that I thought you wanted me to share, that I went to and shared what you gave me in the moment. And I thank you that you're anointing that word in their lives and that word is bringing forth fruit and taking them from fruit to more fruit to much fruit. And I declare these things over every believer in this house and online. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus who is our Messiah. Amen. 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 See you Saturday.